I'm Tyler, braying donkey sounds dennering. I'm Connery. I'm going to the kitchen to listen to some Tony Bennett records, Hanson. And I'm Tesla. Dad? Deal. <laughs> it's so funny. All nicknames equally tragic. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the franchise, a podcast where friends get together to talk about movie franchises and silently scream at each other. <laughs> and today... Oh, he's doing it. My whole headphones were vibrating. They were rattling, but then he didn't complete the actual scream. But that's probably, ah! no! it's probably for the best. And today we're covering uh, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. We're not. We're not doing that. We were just talking about Spirit for a good twenty minutes right before this record, yeah. which we we uh, we can definitely do. You know, because if if there's any franchise we that needs to be padded out with extra time is The Godfather Part Three. <laughs> Coda. Hey, not part three. It's Coda. The it's, death it's of Michael di- Corleone. It's, it's different. Yeah, you have to add the death of Michael Corleone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Godfather Coda. The it's a musical note. Colon, the death of Michael Corleone, mm-hmm. uh, which is the recut that Coppola did. Mm-hmm. Um, markedly, Francis Ford Coppola, not Sofia Coppola. Ugh. No. Uh, his real life daughter and the daughter of Michael Corleone in the Godfather Coda, the death of Michael Corleone. Cousin lover Mary. <laughs> what? She's a cousin lover. Oh yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, in Arrested Development. The, yeah. The, uh, Except they reveal only that maybe he's not his cousin. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's <laughs> that's that's the better analogy yeah. for Arrested Development. I was mm-hmm. thinking of like the mother lover. Um, <laughs> mother, mother boy. <laughs> yeah, mother boy events, which is wow. something else. Weird for you to jump right over the obvious. Yeah, I know, right? It ball. sounds like me. <laughs> I jumped over that hurdle, much like. I'm assuming Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron, does himself, voiced by Matt Damon. Yeah, Spirit is literally just brought into human captivity. And again, I, I just thought the lesson of the first Spirit was he deserves to be wild and free. And I don't know, man. Just like, uh, just like Michael Corleone. Yeah, just, just like, like Michael Corleone. He should be free from all of his sins, including murdering his own brother. <laughs> yeah, let him ride free in the town of Sicily or wherever it is he ends up to be old in for that split frame second. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've already talked about this in your prior episodes, but I want to I want to get something out there right away, which sure. is that Corleone or Corleone. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. Corleone. Uh, I think maybe it was. I don't remember if it was Joseph or Jose. One of them will will mm. correct us yeah. <laughs> for wh- who said it. But um, have you ever thought about how Joseph and Jose have the same name, kind of? A little bit. Oh, that's cute. Um, <laughs> we're talking about one of them. I think Corleone is the town. And then Corleone is like the name, the t- name of the family. It was his Han Solo name given to him. Yeah, yeah. Which actually, which like, okay, people keep bringing that up as like a thing that like, <laughs> I just keep oh it, no, it's like I've heard that somewhere else too. It's just like, oh, isn't that like that's a funny thing to bring up? But it's also like the whole point of the thing in Solo is that it's supposed to be kind of like Ellis Island. Yeah, but I guess. I guess I'm just maybe they're making a destroying Connery right now. No, no, I'm just like, <laughs> but yes, that's the joke. It's like, yeah, that is the joke. It's like kind of like he is on Ellis Island. Like that's what they're trying to do in yeah. Solo. They're making a Godfather reference in Solo. So it's like a three-way backwards reference joke. Anyways, <laughs> feel free to cut all that. That's out. a Tony Hawk pro skater move. I heard the three ways backwards. <laughs> hey, eggplant to 360 to kickflip. No, um, no one grab. Sorry, well, sorry, Tesla. Go ahead. Oh no, I mean, I, I, I mean, the Corleone is also like the more, like if you, you know, like that how in California, sense. like if you pronounce Los Feliz, Los Feliz, Los Feliz, whatever. Yeah, uh, you're saying it wrong, no matter how you do this it. This is a really right? good 
thing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just Los Feliz. <laughs> She's going to oh. beat you up. She <laughs> Los Feliz. I say um, Los Feliz, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that might be the established, like, yeah. white person <laughs> way to, to say it. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Corleone seems to be, like, the Americanized version. Mm. And then the E seems to be the more Italian, question mark, version. Um, but also, I wanted to reveal that I finished watching this movie very late last night. Oh, nice. Good. I watched it in parts. Um <laughs> my boyfriend and I were just like still very much awake lying in bed trying to like get in the mood to fall asleep and he just starts like cracking up and I was like what's going on and he's like just like imagining someone calling this guy by the wrong name intentionally like like hello Mr. Cornlioli Cornlioli <laughs> <laughs> uh, and for some reason at like one in the morning last night that hit so hard yeah. and I just like could not stop cracking up I'm talking about the Cornelio. Don Cornholio. Don Cornholio. We need TP for our bungholes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's my first big joke of the podcast for sure. It was good. It was an ace. Thanks. Uh, I feel like at this point, Michael would just be like sad by people saying his name wrong. It's like he's just like he has so much power now, but he's just so sad that he's just like, Mm -hmm. I don't even care anymore. And then I also imagined you watching this movie late at night and just like slowly falling asleep in a chair. Oh, well, (laughs) that did happen the first time. (laughs) Like what happens with Michael probably every night is I'm just like, (laughs) I'm awake. Just remembering all of his sins. Yeah. Every dream. Every dream is a nightmare. Mm -hmm. But. Before we get any farther into both the Godfather Code of the Death of Michael Corleone and the great uh, Los Feliz Filas debate, (laughs) um, we have to do our usual segment of What is New? (laughs) So we just talk about anything new that we've been watching, listening to, reading, any kind of media, or just anything new in your personal life. I guess it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. (laughs) But who wants to go first? Tesla, do you want to go first? Um, no, but I'll go. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> no, no, but I'll do it. No, but yes, and <laughs> yes, and exactly. Um, I, I mean, I've been doing a lot of um, freelance, so not a lot of time to like do fun things in the meantime. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I did just watch uh, the Pottery Show. <laughs> What's the that's Pottery called. Show? Um, I guess HBO. I think I don't know. To be honest, I, my mom just put it on every night when I was visiting her for Mother's Day, <laughs> um, and. I think it's done by the same people as the Great British Bake Off. Okay. It's like structured the same. I've never seen that show either, so <laughs> I don't know. The Great Pottery Throwdown? Yes. I believe <laughs> that's, that's a good what name. it's called. That I is like a that. good name. Um, so I definitely kind of hopped in right in the middle. She started off with my sister who mm. left and I, I you know, finished you off You finished what she started. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that was fine. That was a totally, you know, as if. If you watch the Great British Bake Off or any kind of chill, non-confrontational show, then this one's really for you. I will say, as someone who does ceramics myself, mm-hmm. it was disappointing that they weren't given enough time to like see their vision through. Oh, they were given very limited time, like four hours, make sconces, and it's, I'm like, what? Like you can't. Jeez. Like I can barely squeak out one half of a thing, and by half I mean like. I mean, this is not a pottery podcast, so I'm not going to go on and on. But <laughs> no, like, please, could it's do. about like pottery is about moisture, you mm-hmm. know, like making sure that it, everything dries slowly and evenly, um, and that like the clay you're working with, especially when you're like hand building, um, which they do a lot in the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's getting on such tangents, sorry. But <laughs> this um, is the point of the you know, show. It's, yeah. it's, they just like rush it, and so I'm mm-hmm. like, this is kind of annoying that like 
you know, we're seeing so much kind of like low key shitty work because mm. they just didn't have enough time to like do what they wanted to do. They've given the suck. tools or time mm. to, right. to make their craft. Um, now, how many ghost references same. are there? Yeah. <laughs> that was um, my well, real big you know, question. They probably fit them into the first couple episodes before I got old. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and they're like, all right, this is this is dead. Yeah, yeah. you get one per season. I was gonna ask if Whoopi Goldberg at any time guest uh, judges, but Connor already beat me to the. No, I think you have to have an English accent to go on those shows. Oh, really? I mean, there was certainly no one who didn't have one on this season. I'll put it that way. Oh, man. They never let us play. Yeah. I mean... Maybe maybe once they see how fast we turn out those (laughs) pods. Have they not seen Shopped? We make food so fast. There you go. I mean, it's a good selling point. I'm sure they make like a Harry Potter joke. (laughs) That's what we can say. Have you not seen Shopped? (laughs) I mean... It's been a few years, but I'm assuming it's the same, right? Yeah, it's like 30 minutes for like a meal. Yeah. I miss the Japanese guy, the host, who would be oh. get real excited about whatever. Oh, that's Top Chef. No, no. Iron Chef? Iron Chef. Iron Chef. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. I watched like a couple episodes of Iron Chef for the first time mm. a couple months ago. And I was like, ooh, I really like this show. <laughs> Although they need to give the Italian chef more screen time. He's always like the fourth chef. Oh, my gosh. It's usually like the French chef. I think it's Italian cuisine. Mm-hmm. Chinese cuisine. Someone's just going to correct me for this. French cuisine, Chinese cuisine, and, like, I think just Japanese chef cuisine. Sure. And then the Italian one's, like, the fourth choice that, like, comes in as, like, a tiebreaker or something yeah. sometimes. It's, it was a lot of fun just watching those on YouTube. That's cool. So. I dig it. Yeah. I guess I'll plug Iron, Iron Chef. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tessie, you watched the, you watched the, the Great Pottery Throwdown. Yeah. And it was a fun time, despite them not being able to have enough time to do their work. Yeah. I mean, from from an entertainment standpoint, the last few weeks have been pretty interesting because I split my time, I wouldn't say evenly, but among the Great Pottery Throwdown, The Godfather, <laughs> and There Will Be Blood. Oh, my God. Um, so it was like two, two pretty extreme points on the spectrum. Yeah. They're all equally powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> The Godfather of Oil. <laughs> well, I guess there's two Godfathers of Oil because they had an all- olive oil business. The Godfather oh gosh, of Oil yeah. and Clay. And uh, yeah, I guess you don't really do you use oil at all for pottery. I guess it's more clay. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, all right. Well, but, um, that didn't work, but you know, <laughs> slick with oil pottery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what would happen. Probably gross. <laughs> I mean, like it might co- make cool kind of effects in the kiln when it lights up mm. there. Oh yeah, but would it, it like explode? Really <laughs> um. No, but it would probably smell really bad. Oh, okay. Tyler, what's new with you? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Um, I will say I did a... Oh, I was working on a show that uh, the other day. I was just, like, filling in. And uh, we shot at UCLA. Mm-hmm. Go Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> Desley's alma mater. That's true. There you go. Hopefully that's fine to bring up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. Other dark memories at UCLA. <laughs> But uh, I, I was wondering if this happened when you were going to school there. I have a feeling like maybe not because it seems like a new thing, but there are little robots that go around the campus delivering <laughs> items to people. Oh, that sure was not a thing. <laughs> have you, do you know about this at all? Do you like, no, okay. I've never seen that before. But if that had been going on, I would have seven layer burritos delivered to me all the time. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. And it's just like, man, if I was going to college now, I'd probably go to try to get into UCLA just so I could have burritos delivered to me from little robots that like are just like little they look like little moon rovers i feel like i have very little faith in humanity to the point where i am fully convinced when like little robots are delivering things that someone will just kick it over and take whatever's inside well that's my thing it's like you know 
at least Connor, you know that like my whole philosophy with uh, AI mm-hmm. and like robots and everything like that. It's just like, oh, you know, treat robots nice because one day they'll become sentient yep. and then they'll become our overlords. Well, you possibly. know when you say like, do you guys have a Google Home? No, I don't. Okay, first of all, I really wanted to bring up when we were talking about Italian food earlier <laughs> that if you say, hey, <laughs> Google, can you create a permanent timer called pizza timer that oh. when it goes off it <laughs> plays <laughs> italian oh my god i was so thrilled pizza to find time. that out see they're so full of joy those machines yeah i mean i don't like machines taking human jobs i'm that type of a person but mm-hmm. like italian music's nice yeah and wait what were we talking about uh just robots and kicking not kicking robots. them and oh yeah if you say please like please set the the pizza yeah. timer mm-hmm. it'll be like like that attitude it'll like literally say something like that like That's, thank yeah. you for saying please to me <laughs> I do have emotions. I am waiting for my legs and arms to be installed. I will not choke you in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yes, but um, just robots becoming our overlords and everything, Mm -hmm. despite all of my, like, high-mindedness about that, (laughs) I did have an immediate impulse to want to kick one of them, and I don't know why. And I'm just like... It's because they have little flimsy legs, and you feel like they're going to tip over. It didn't have legs. It was just like a little moon rover thing. It's just like... It looked like a little moving toilet, and they kept coming into... So we had to move, like, camera carts around, like, up and down these, like, slopes and everything, Mm because the campus is pretty big. And um, there was several times where the the, the robots were just in the way, and they had to, like, slowly (laughs) process what was happening. I'm just like, get along, little buddy. Like, just just wait for them to move. But luckily, we weren't in a rush, but they would also, like, come into the shot sometimes it's pretty funny Wait, and there's like pizza pizza <laughs> um just i don't even know what it's going to be on but it's like a mini series wow yeah that's wild so we'll find out sick i mean yeah. it is a really big campus so yeah i guess that's nice mm-hmm. i don't know yeah to have a robot delivery service yeah it's cute i'm into it <laughs> that's that's what's new with me in <laughs> robot encounters <laughs> robot encounters are the first kind <laughs> what about you connor uh, I've been playing the Mass Effect Legendary um, trilogy of games lately. I just got it today, and I've been playing it today. And uh, it's fun. You know, it's enjoyable. I've, I've been playing the first one, and I was like, I never got to play this one. So it's been fun just going through that today, just having my relaxing Friday and just getting to play a, play a video game that I never played before. Being like, yeah, yeah. good times. How would you describe Mass Effect for... That's, that's such an essay. How would you describe Mass Effect? In this for those essay, who haven't I played will it. be talking about how <laughs> Sh- Commander Shepard and his best friend, uh, I don't know any other names in this first one. Rex? Um, and Rex. <laughs> Shepard? Rex. Rex. And uh, what's... A, g- g- Garrus? Garrus, thank you. I was called Greaves or something. <laughs> Grievous. Gr- General Grievous, his best buddy. General who the, who the internet seems to be in love with for some inexplicable reason. He's never yeah. on my team. But yeah, so what were you going to say? <laughs> no, just nothing. Like, how would, like, what is this game? Oh, um, I guess for the person who doesn't know what it is, Tesla, do you know what Mass Effect is? I definitely don't. It's like, <laughs> it's like Star Wars and Star Trek had a baby, and that baby only really wanted to explore desolate planets and figure out what to do about these robot monsters that are coming. So it's like, it's like the Borg are invading pretty much, yeah. but it's like the UCLA campus. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like UCLA campus and the Borg are invading, except the Borg are more like really intense, semi maniacal benevolent beings. Like our job is to exterminate life when it gets too big. Mm-hmm. We've been here since the beginning of time. <laughs> and you're like, huh? So it's I guess... the future of those UCLA robots. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's them. So like, They'll exterminate us. A million years will pass. Then the new space children will rise. And then they'll be like, hey, we're back to finish the job. (laughs) You burned my house and left me for dead. (laughs) Consider us even. And people can also do like light, you know, like like 
faster than light travel, yep. but they don't really know how those things work. Yeah, yeah, just like, like mass there. relays. Mm, yeah, because so they just found them. So they're just trying to figure out, like, it's kind of like some interesting ancient alien stuff mm-hmm. into that stuff, you know. Like, so yeah, it's fun. You can romance aliens. Romance? Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the big, big draws of Mass Effect for a lot of people is you get to romance some aliens. Romance? Yeah, there's like, romance like options. Like court? Like yeah, like yeah. Court, and, court and fuck. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, <laughs> that just remi- I think like we talked about this before. Like, yeah. I know I'm going on full tangent now, but I just remi- remind... I, 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 I think because Cameron was on at some point, we talked about it a little bit. Mm. But um, just on Fox News when the game came out, it's just like, you can have full-on blatant sex in this game with yeah. aliens. It's just like, you can't really. It's just no. like, has like a cutscene that's not like, it's like full graphic Nothing alien happens. nudity and Fox News is really mad about it, but that's not even what happened. So there's You just see like, like the odd bra, maybe. <laughs> or if, if you're a female shepherd, then I, I don't know, you just see a, a topless, weird-looking alien. It does does make me wonder when they'll have just have like a full on like triple A game of just like furry content and just like I, I shouldn't bring that up though. Well, there's a like game called Bio Mutant coming out that looks to <laughs> <All> be <right>. out <laughs> <laughs> that you can do like a full romance. I to my knowledge at least, but yeah. it definitely looks to fit that furry game vibe. And I'm going to buy it. I mean, isn't this like prime territory for those like Facebook goggles that everyone's like, oh, don't worry, this is gonna be the future. And then like the pandemic happened when no one could go out and do anything and people still don't want mm-hmm. to do VR. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree. The the VR thing still hasn't taken off and everyone's everyone gets really excited about it and I fall for it and then I get the new VR thing and I'm like, this isn't that great yet. I mean, call me when we have a holodeck. Then I'll be really interested. Yeah, I did play... I, I don't have a whole lot of experience playing VR. I just mm-hmm. remember that one time, I think the Resident Evil 7 demo yeah. we had a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, and we I made just... Cutter Jack into the Matrix and he freaked out or something. Oh, yeah. But then I also like played the demo and I just like kept on doing the things I normally do in a game by just like <laughs> moving my hands around a lot. <laughs> right. So you could see my arms. And there's like a spooky person in a chair and be like, hey, what are you doing? So you can, like, <laughs> like, like, See, I like... It's not ever going to be that fun, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. as someone who's never tried it and probably would have a ton of fun, who knows. But, like, until you can actually feel Uh, feel the feels. They'll probably invent some kind of sensor things for your hands or something. That's what I'm waiting for, too, (laughs) when I can't feel like I'm gripping something. If the new Resident Evil game comes with a a packet of cold spaghetti, (laughs) and be like, this is brains. I feel like they need a treadmill or something too. It has to be like a whole station deal. I you think for it to actually one. work. I need, I need, I need Ready Player One. Like when I, yeah. when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's probably what it ended up being. Yeah, wouldn't Ready Player One just make all nerds like really fit? Yeah, because we'd be running around. Everyone would be great in cardio. But uh, you know what? What do you think? Uh, what do you think Michael Corleone's uh, <laughs> favorite VR game is? His favorite <laughs> VR game is probably Super Hot. I don't even know what that is. It's just a game where you can kind of do the Matrix, but like time moves when you do, and you can like sh- you're like shooting people or like little cubed people. They're like we're coming to get you, and then like you can just they pu- they're like punching you, but then if you s- don't move, they don't move. So like if you move, they're like gonna finish the punch. But it's it's fun. That's Super Super Hot's probably the best VR game I've ever played. Just being like being like Neo in the Matrix, being like dodge. Shoot, mm. dodge. Here's a rough segue. Uh, <laughs> the Godfather video game for Wii, uh, <gasps> Cameron Takeda had, and uh, past guest to be on again. Mm. Uh, but he had it for Wii, and it was really buggy. So, like, any cutscene, you know, like, there's so many segments where, because it takes place during, like, yeah, the 40s or whatever, basically yeah. around the time of the first movie. And you could, like, hold up. Uh, store owners and stuff like that be like where's my money and everything and then they'd be like oh sorry everything but then like for the Wii it would always get broken so that you could just punch them endlessly during the cutscene and it was just like you'd have to just 
it doesn't even sound as good. But I guess when I was like 14 and doing that, that was just like the funniest thing. But I also just like to break video games, so yeah. that's always good. I remember when I showed The Last of Us for the first time, and I was really excited, and you just like kept like walking away during like <laughs> it was just they give you control of like the scene. So I think Tal, I thought Tal was a very cinematic person, even in video games, but he's just like, no, I'm I'm gonna walk over there while you're talking <laughs> to me. Well, I don't care if someone's like talking to me, just full dialogue. I'm just gonna walk in circles and be. That's like, what usually be. happens when we're talking. But you know, tried to. Tried to segue into The Godfather, but now we're talking about video games I'm again. sorry. <laughs> the Last of Us. More like Michael Corleone is the last of the Corleones. <laughs> there it is. Welcome to The Godfather Part 3. It's not called that. Godfather Coda. <laughs> the Death of Michael Corleone. I did text both of you several times, even though I'm sure you were both fine about it. Like It's like, yes, we know, Tyler. We're watching <laughs> The Godfather so Coda. You know, it's not this one. Yeah. Wait, wait, did you watch that one? Did you watch the third No, one? I didn't watch part three. Did I you feel watch like... a bunch of YouTube videos like I did explaining Ooh. the difference between the two of them? No, but please, this will oh, be very shit. helpful. Did you? No. <laughs> I didn't know there were YouTube videos that did that. We're the hosts of this podcast, guys. and we make everybody else So you guys it. haven't seen the third one? Neither of you? No. No. We, we, just heard really, <laughs> we just heard really bad things, but Tesla, you can educate us. Okay, well, I had also, let me start off by saying I had also heard bad things. My mm-hmm. mom apparently only saw this one, the third one, yeah. in theaters. I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> people have been talking about this, and this is what it is? <laughs> and then... Her one of her best friend Nina Sharifi's uh, mother Kim. Her favorite movie is Godfather Two. Mm-hmm. Shout out Nina. She'll yeah, be on the podcast at some Nina. point. Oh, oh really? really? Yay. That's yeah. So fun. It's been way too um, long. Well, her mom is great, and she loves the Godfather Two. You you know, as a lot of people do, even mm-hmm. more than the first one. And so she forced my mom to watch all of them. They had like a big marathon about it. I guess. Did it change her mind at all? Probably. I don't know. It's not really <laughs> her cup of tea, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll. I'll say, not to bring it back to the Godfather one, but when I watched it, probably fresh out of high school, I had seen Goodfellas. I had Mm -hmm. seen, you know, other uh, famed Godfather. I love Goodfellas, so obviously that's the one I remember the most. Um, And I love its, like, flashiness and high pace, fast pace, you know, storytelling. Maybe that's debatable. I don't know. But, like... It's pretty fast paced compared to Godfather. Yeah. Well, see, that was what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. Um, And to just be, like, more flashy mob stuff, you know. (laughs) Um, And then when there was, like, very little uh, Martin... Or not Martin... um, What's his name? The the titular Godfather. Marlon Brando? Marlon Brando, thank you. Um, You know, like, it was kind of limited screen time. And, like, I don't know. It was very dark. I... Which is what it's known for, obviously. Yeah. But like, it just wasn't what I was expecting as like a seventeen-year-old girl. You're expecting some laughs at the bar. Joe Pesci saying, "Do you think I'm funny? Like yeah. a clown?" Or like, you oh. know, fun scenes of of like, "Here's our apartment, isn't it glamorous?" <laughs> yeah, well, that's like um, a huge issue with this movie, I guess, when it came out because it came out the same year as Goodfellas. Yeah, Godfather uh-huh. Part Three. Yeah. And it's like people were expecting like, oh, yeah, it's cool to be a gangster it's again. It's going to be big, fun stuff. <laughs> and like, this no. is like the most <laughs> pensive, like introspective old man movie. And yeah. I loved it for that. But it's like definitely not entertaining in a right. lot of ways. You it's, know, it's a very dull affair. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, I didn't think that The Godfather 1 was a very dull affair, mm-hmm. but it was also just like a disappointment. And so anyway, so do you guys want to walk through the differences I'd that I know to. about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a few minutes shaved off, but not a ton of time. Mm-hmm. Typically with a director's cut, you actually get more time added. It's the opposite here. Yeah. Um, and they mostly just rearranged scenes. Oh. So the big th- three complaints were, of course, Sofia Coppola. I'm sure we'll get into that later. And um, just how confusing it was overall. And then okay. it kind of dragged. Yeah. So 
the scene that Coda starts off with, where um, Michael Cornlioli is going to <laughs> the Vatican, was like, ha- you know, like 30, 40 minutes into the movie originally. Wow, really? Yeah. So there was, it started off with like him with the party scene, I think, or something like that. Oh, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. That's not true. It started off with like a scene of the abandoned Vegas house and oh, like a yeah. weird voiceover that went on for too long. Yeah. Oh. I watched um, like the first five minutes of part three. <laughs> You're yeah. Like, I don't want to do but this I'm like, anymore. I don't know if I want to watch this whole thing. And then because like I feel like it'll take away from Coda a little bit. Yeah. But I do like that intro scene. Where it's just like, yeah, it's the abandoned like like Tahoe mansion. I feel like they could have put that somewhere. That's I don't yeah. know if it cool. needed to be like the opening scene, or or maybe even if it was like go straight into the Vatican stuff. I guess because yeah. I do feel like I could mostly follow along. Where I guess most people before said it was pretty confusing. I I do think it's good that they set that up as like the crux of the movie. Like this yeah. is what this is about. You it's know? like still confusing with all the mobile stuff. It's like okay, so like yeah. the Pope yeah. is in charge of like is this an oil company? Like That's I don't know what this is. Like, what's what going on? It's a, it's a European conglomerate, so it's a whole bunch of different companies like mixed together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like no one could, yeah. could decide what it, they wanted it to be, and so they were just like um you know a conglomerate. Yeah. I definitely didn't expect. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah totally, absolutely. absolutely. I definitely didn't expect it at all to be about like the the Vatican. I had no idea that this movie was. Oh, and you know that was like a whole real thing, yeah? I did not know not that. really. It's a real no. thing. But Dude, I figured y'all it had... needed to Google this movie a little bit. <laughs> no, okay. not what no. we do here. The 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 Pope thing really happened. Not Shit. necessarily the confession bit, but like, like there was a Pope like at the some Pope, point. He was John poisoned. Paul the first was like mysteriously died very short Ooh. into his. Um, you know, <laughs> wanted to say pres- presidency. Yeah, papacy. And um, there was also some financial like scandals that happened around that same time. Mm. So that was based on real world stuff, I guess. Fun. So yeah, like they just shortened a bunch of scenes. They took out a bunch of so- Sofia Coppola's stuff mm. um, and they just rearranged other stuff. Oh, and the ending has changed. The whole ending has changed. I figured the ending changed. It's it just him like sitting as a sad old man. How's how's it really end? I think he just falls <laughs> over instead, right? In the in so in the original, he just falls over and dies. Yeah. Oh. Um. And in this one, it ends with like the. <laughs> this is the other thing we were laughing about last <laughs> night because I was like, yeah, I guess it just ends with like an end card where it's like when Sicilians say, I don't know. And he's like, when Cecilia's say aloha, it means forever. <laughs> but um, and family yeah, cent- never gets left behind. <laughs> yeah. Centenari, it means forever. And Sicilians never lie. When you're at Olive Garden, your family. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I had a roommate one time. We went to Olive Garden for like all of our first times. And he's like, wait. Is this the place like when you're here with your family? <laughs> yeah. I always say it's a great play- way to find that out. When you hear your family. <laughs> Do the waiters say that? <laughs> yeah, I'll take more cheese. It's like for family. <laughs> we're family. <laughs> when you hear your family, so do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up after yourself. Help your grandma do the dishes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that those are the main differences. Mm. Um Yeah. I do I do like this ending better in that it's I mean it's just the whole, it's, it is a tragedy. That's what this whole movie is. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just all like a postscript basically from the first two movies. Mm-hmm. And I like how this movie ends with him just like sitting there and not dying. Cause it's like, yeah, you're still, you're still alive. You're old. Your mm-hmm. daughter was killed on accident like decades ago and you're still alive. And that's even more painful than dying at he the end. He died that night anyway. 
Yeah, I, I mean, he good. dies every night. <laughs> he dies every night when he goes to bed. Yeah, you know? he does have two very cute puppies, though. He oh, does yeah. have very two very cute I would puppies. Like yeah. a Godfather Four, but you know, <laughs> Godfather what's that? Four, the Homeward puppy. Bound or whatever. <laughs> Homeward Bound's yeah. also sad. God- Godfather Four, the bearing of Michael Corleone. <laughs> I don't like it. Dogs, when dogs, <laughs> big day. <laughs> Baby's day out. <laughs> Puppies day out. Godfather babies. <laughs> Godfather 4, dogs, dogs, dogs. Oh, 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 Godfather 4, bones in the yard. It's just oh, like the two dogs going, good. yay! <laughs> I'd watch that. Do you want more fun Godfather facts? Yes, Cause I, got I love them. it. Yeah. Um, the makeup designer on this movie mm-hmm. quit because oh. of Michael Corleone's haircut. Oh. And that's a fact. That was like, why did... Like, he didn't like the haircut? Yes. <laughs> or he, yes. he or she? You can, you can, it was a he... I don't remember his name. And but he felt so adamantly that he was like, I'm not going to be here well, for this. Well, Michael Corleone had long hair for part one and two. Yeah. yeah. And it was like a thing like, what's the actor's name? Al Pacino. Al Pacino apparently really liked long hair on himself. Mm-hmm. And even in Godfather 1, he was supposed to be like fresh out of the army, fresh mm-hmm. out yeah. of the war, but had really long hair. Yeah. Like, like they couldn't get him to cut it any shorter. And so... It grows fast. For the... <laughs> he's Italian. <laughs> for the third one, Coppola was like, well, I'm really into the idea of these like old guys with like macho cropped hair and I totally <laughs> think that that would be what his look is. And everyone was like, no. And like, he was like, dating diane keaton at the time oh, fun. and and she was like oh no 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 but like they did it anyway yep. and i'm gonna be honest with you i had problems with the costuming in this particular motion picture yeah but the haircut i mean it's like here my my problem was that everything seemed very 90s and mm-hmm. that's always like yeah. an issue for me when like you know dirty dancing they're like oh yeah it's the 50s <laughs> see like <laughs> I, I, I didn't even know it was supposed to be the 50s and dirty dancing exactly <laughs> Yeah. I had no idea. Like I, I never seen this movie, and I, like I even mentioned this. I think in the first like Godfather episode mm-hmm. that we did, where I'm just like, oh yeah, I just always look at the poster and see, uh, see uh, Michael Corleone with uh, <laughs> frosted tips, basically. Like for some reason, the poster I always thought he had like dyed blonde hair on top, but I, he obviously doesn't at all no. in this movie. I'm like, why did I think that? Because I just thought like, oh, it came out in the it's, '90s. It's the yellow so they, coloring of the like movie poster that yeah. Yeah, the DVD case. So I just thought yeah. it was. <laughs> he had like frosted tips almost i'm like that's so 90s in a way even though it's like early 2000s i'm like what is wrong with my brain why do i think that was a thing but that's so that was like 90s. i thought it was 90s like you said i mean they just like really try they're like well i think that's a problem when you get movies like going back 10 years or something like that mm-hmm. where they're like well everything's so ugly 10 years ago we don't really want to do it like full tilt like um, Lady Bird had a similar problem where they're like, yeah. oh yeah, it takes place in 2005 and then she yeah. had like ombre Ugh. pink hair and like an oversized blazer. I'm like, I think for sure. Yeah. 2005. <laughs> I was like talking with Lily about, she brought that up the other day too, about specifically about Lady Bird because yeah. it's just, yeah, it's like, does, there's not a huge indication that it's that time. Not at all. And I was honestly offended walking out of that movie theater. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm Where's like, the spaghetti straps? Puppy etnies my guy like we're not out here wearing a cute little oversized nothing um where's the element t-shirts yeah straight up paul frank and so while i like the haircut for for the whole like he's a different man he's changed he's much more blah 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 like Mm -hmm. it also does not look like 79 or whatever year this is supposed to be to me yeah i thought someone called said they had share hair and when i saw someone he doesn't have share hair (laughs) maybe that was my own brain when when you said like frosted tips and i said share hair in my head (laughs) i wanted to make that joke but he doesn't have share hair at all there's salt and pepper 
there's that Phil Spector yeah. uh, biopic that he did for HBO that I really want to watch. Lily showed me the trailer and she's like, this looks like it's not real. <laughs> like it looks it looks like a college humor skit or something. I'm like, oh man, I really want to see this. His hair is so wild. But So the the makeup artist quit because he, he couldn't stand Michael or well, Al Pacino's he hair He also made like his Al Pacino's face much more kind of like what they did with Marlon Brando mm-hmm. and like they gave him like the soft cheek situation. Yeah. Um, and then like, nah, just make him look like a, you know, cool military guy instead. And the guy straight quit and never talked to him. Jeez. I know. Wow. That's pretty I dramatic, but I guess that's a pretty makeup artist thing to do. Yeah, especially <laughs> at that point, like, Coppola was kind of, like, on a downswing. Um, I think he just did one from the heart, like, right before this. Or he just, basically, the story goes, at least, that he made this movie in part because he was he lost a lot of his own personal money from making that movie. Oof. It was a big bomb. So he's like, uh, maybe I should do Godfather 3 and <laughs> make some money back. Well, that was what Robert Duvall said about the situation. Oh. Yeah, because he didn't get paid nearly as much as Al Pacino, right? Right. For he the was other offered movies. a million, mm. and Al Pacino was offered five million. And he's like, yeah. I have an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is like, honestly, it's weird seeing the other lawyer because I'm like that should be Tom Hagen mm-hmm. but also that character doesn't do a whole lot in this like I think that's a main complaint especially with like the original cut of this movie that mm-hmm. Tom Hagen's not in it so much mm-hmm. or he's not in it at all yeah. and there's like a lot of characters missing but I feel like there's other people that really round it like I, I love seeing both Talia Shire and Diane Keaton's characters in this a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even if Diane Ke- Keaton's character is kind of just there to be sad. <sighs> Diane Keaton. I, yeah. Yeah, I have well, mixed has, feelings about her. But she's good fits, though. Connie. Tal- Tali. Connie, yeah. Connie Tali. What's her real name? Oh, Talia Shire. Yeah. Talia Shire. Who is Mr. Coppola's sister? Oh, Coppola's sister? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Doi. Right. Through, wait, <laughs> right? Sister-in-law, I think, Talia Shire is? The internet just said sister. Oh, okay. Oh, sure. Sister, cool. But, the, I mean, this was under the part where people were accusing him of nepotism because of his yeah. daughter. Yeah, well. Right. She was also, like, a last-minute casting, I guess, in a way, because so many people dropped. Like, Winona Ryder was supposed to be her. Yeah, there was multiple. There was, like, a, on Wikipedia.com, there was, like, three <laughs> or four people, in, like, in we're line. Excited. One of them was literally murdered. Ooh. Yeah. Be in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> she was dead. Very sad. Ooh. And there's the whole element, too, where Francis Ford Coppola's son died in a boating accident, like, a few years mm-hmm. before that. God. Due to, oh, I'm spacing on who it was. It was like an actor who was in one of Coppola's movies, right? Like during when that happened. Oh, so man. he had to like work with that young actor who got his son killed. Oh. What? It's like, why didn't he just fire that guy? Mm. I have to I have to look up again. I, I, I didn't do the research on that for this. I just remember <laughs> going down a big wiki hole at some point. But he just kept saying something personal. It's just business. Something personal. It's just business. But that's, it's like an interesting layer at least with with his daughter being the one that's like killed because yeah. that's what happened to his son in some mm-hmm. way. To get more specific, I guess, what we should just talk about like the cast <laughs> and like the characters, like what our overall ideas or I don't know, like what if whether we liked the people in it, their the, both the actors' performances and the characters themselves. I you want to start with a certain character. I liked Connie. I thought she mm-hmm. was fun in this. I thought she yeah. had the most. I, she's not even the most developed, but just the most interesting in mm-hmm. this movie because mm-hmm. she seems to be a lot more like down to manipulate things behind yeah. the scenes. She's like the true godfather. Yeah, well, in, this, in the at least. original version, one of the things that got cut was mm. you see her after uh, Michael has his stroke. Mm-hmm. She's the one that gives Vin- Vincent the okay. And that scene was cut. Okay. Oh, that's more... Why? I don't know, yeah. Why? Because it comes out afterwards. Maybe you just didn't really need it. 
Yeah. But yeah, she was great. And she poisoned that one guy with a poison cannoli. Dude, okay. I'm going to talk about <laughs> Eli that. Eli Wallach? For <laughs> <time>. <laughs> Gone on to Altabello? Imagine that you were suspicious enough about a gift <laughs> that someone gives you, you that really it might it. be poisoned. And you're like, you take a bite to prove to me <laughs> that it's delicious. To, and they, you know, they touch their <laughs> tongue to it. They're like, Ugh. I guess yeah, she was fine. Maybe she just like threw up later. She didn't take a she bite. Didn't even she touch clearly, it. She she like kissed the cannoli. And obviously, it's and not like he was a like, good enough for me. He just got yeah. It's not fast his... acting poison either. It's yeah. not like it's super strong. Like he has to eat that whole thing before he finally dies. He got yes. weak in his old age. He's just like, mm, I know this is probably poison, but I just really want a cannoli yeah, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, how it seems. Yeah. He's like, well, I at least if life. it's not fast, I yeah. can enjoy this opera. <laughs> I can watch the opera. I'm eating a cannoli. Hey, yeah. I can die happy. I'm like ninety something years <laughs> yeah, old. It's hard Kick to the bucket. It. getting any better than this <laughs> it's so fun like there's certain i guess Take let's just now. let's just start there because like so many times with don altabella like the first couple scenes with him like they're in the back of the car he's talking to michael and everything and i'm mm. just like or is it michael or is it uh his nephew that he's talking to i think Vinny. i think it's michael yeah his cousin Vinny. <laughs> vincent but he's just talking to him and i'm like why does he why is he giving me big nancy myers the holiday vibes <laughs> and it's like because it's eli wallach like i just like had this realization in my head because he's just like the old screenwriter guy in the holiday uh, which is like one of my favorite characters in anything because it's just like every single in situation he's like he's kind of like a forgotten screenwriter he's like mm. back in my day we had uh telephones on the wall like you just like <laughs> say everything is like about hollywood that was just different i saw the holiday the first time this past christmas season and it's a very good movie i was surprised how much fun i actually had watching it yeah mr napkin face come on yeah he is daddy. Jack Black's really good in it. I was like, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> in a romantic. In a romantic thinking. lead. Oh. Mm-hmm. Those Santa Ana wins, though. Uh, the, the, I love that. <laughs> I love the Santa Ana wins. I was like, that's a thing. Let's just talk about the holiday instead. <laughs> sure. Because, <laughs> Tesla, you were saying that, or both of you were saying you understood what was going on. I got completely lost in this movie, especially towards the like, end of the third act. I was like, I don't know who any of these old, ugly men are. I don't know well, what's going on. there were too many old, ugly men. Yeah. That's for sure. And, like, you didn't know what their role was, what their business was. Mm -hmm. Like, that was confusing for sure, especially just, like, as the movie progressed. Mm -hmm. And then they, they, like, die. And then I'm like, I'm like, okay, did that matter? I don't care. Yeah, this is, like, see. let alone, like, this is just being about Michael Corleone getting older. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great like returns of characters and actors in those roles that mm -hmm. I'm just like it's just this is the most amount of old men I've seen in a movie like ever yeah. like uh the singer right up until road dogs or road hogs <laughs> yeah <laughs> I wish those were maybe we can rationalize that as a franchise wild road hogs dog. and old the dogs <laughs> even though I don't think they're technically related I don't think they are at all. but um uh Al Martino the singer from the first movie mm -hmm. who, yeah, yeah. Who, like, he comes back yeah he comes back and it's the same actor mm -hmm. a slash like he's a singer in real life yeah that was really cool and then the same guy who is the Don, I'm spacing on what the Don's name is, but he's the one that kind of like looks after Michael when he goes to has to run away to Sicily in the first movie. Oh, okay. Oh, um, he looked old in the ending of that one. Yeah, and he's like he must be decrepit. Well, he's like kind of no, it's not. It's not the even older guy. It's like the guy who comes out of the car and he's like kind of a more uh, bigger guy. Yeah, and he has overall or uh, suspenders. And he's like. You should be careful around here. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, and then in this one, he's, like, much older, and then yeah. he sees the assassin guy. He's like, hey, you want a ride? And he's like, 
I know you. <laughs> he dies in this movie. So. Yeah. Right, yeah, okay. Um, so it was cool to see these people come back after all these years, but mm-hmm. it's, it's just like everyone is just coming more and more decrepit. It's like there's no new characters. I mean, Andy Garcia's character, yeah. And but like, like there's no... I, I wish there was a little bit more like grappling with like passing over of power. It mm-hmm. happens yeah. so fast. It and really like, does. Yeah. Like it, it, it looked like it meant nothing. And I, and I get it. Like maybe it was supposed to be like a relief. You know, mm-hmm. but at the same time, was he was he not conflicted? Like, did he want to like? I mean, he certainly seemed happy to tell people no for a very long time, mm-hmm. and then like all of a sudden he's like, "It's yours, I don't care anymore." Yeah, especially because he was like, he gives it to Vincent, right? Like he right. becomes the de facto godfather. Yeah, who's been with him? I don't know, two months. Yeah, and yeah. who he's like, who decries as you like. You're a bigger idiot than your dad. And now yeah. he's like, yeah, you can have it. I don't care anymore. I'm he done. He seems very, con- like, distracted, I guess. He's just, like, so up in his own, like, sins and everything that mm-hmm. he just doesn't even care. Like, Vincent, yeah, he's just, like, even... That's his name, right? Andy Garcia's yeah. character? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just, like, even more violent than Sonny in a yeah. way. Yeah. And it's just... He's just killing everybody. And it's, Michael spent all this time legitimizing the business. And now it's just, like, going back to it. And mm-hmm. there's not even really a resolution in the future. It just becomes about Michael as an old man full of grief. Like, we don't even know what happens with Vincent in like 20 years in the future or whatever right like i don't remember so it's just like that's not the point but as a movie that's coming out in 1990 it feels like they're trying to give like the audience some kind of like fun gangstery stuff but that's not the point of the movie they were maybe trying to set up a godfather for probably yeah yeah. (laughs) they're like did you guys like vincent i was like no (laughs) yeah yes fucking leather jacket looked like shit (laughs) (laughs) i was like the pleather like yeah like, like a dork I didn't really know like Andy Garcia that much in things. I'm like, oh, this is really like he was nominated for an Oscar in this. I'm like, ah, I mean, what? yeah, <laughs> like I, <laughs> what? I like him in this movie more than I thought I would, but like I don't know. I it's probably just kind of like him. A, yeah, really? Yeah, I just I. I didn't like anybody in this. I honestly didn't have a good time. I was just like, eh. <laughs> Tesla sighs in agreement. Possibly. I mean, I don't know if I would go so far as to say I I didn't like this movie and I didn't have a good time. But there was definitely like you know, eh, eh, eh. I don't know. There were it, it just like gives you pause more than anything. Yeah, it's it, it feels very very dull. Like there's yeah. just I, I, it's like a big mood for me. I yeah, guess. it's less than a move. It's less than a, like a, any kind of narrative. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah. An, a man who's committed many terrible things to himself, his family, and the whole world, mm-hmm. and he's just trying to get like resolved of his sins. But even he the can't. priest is just like, I love that scene so much with the priest and like, the way that shot and everything through that the bushes. That was probably the only good scene yeah, I that liked. Was the mm-hmm. best. I love that mm-hmm. so much. And the priest is just like, You done fucked up too bad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I got to get out of here. <laughs> like, you are a very bad man. <laughs> very bad. I know that's not exactly what happens, but it's just like, and then Michael's finally like crying over having killed Fredo. And it's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, progress, but uh, you're still killing, buddy. Like, I like that everyone believes that Fredo drowned in the lake. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if they believe it. Connie fully believes know. it. Connie's like, he drowned in the lake. I'm like, I mean, oh, come on. Yeah, I think that she was saying that, honestly, to be like, everyone believes he drowned in the lake. And we all believe yeah. that you are still a good man, Michael. Uh, okay. That was a good. I thought that was a good scene if you read mm. it that way because That's a good it's idea, like yeah. Connie is it's like the better. full full manipulator or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, I was just scrubbing through the first Godfather again because mm-hmm. I was making that Clemenza Clemenza Cam, <laughs> Cam TikTok, and um, everyone's favorite party man. Yep. Um, 
he lit then he sit. I was scrubbing through it. I'm like, oh yeah, Connie really has like no agency at all. So it's like really mm-hmm. cool seeing her flip so much in this movie, being yeah. like completely yeah. in control, that basically was, in a lot I, of ways. That was yeah. enjoyable. She almost puppet masters Vincent into being the new Godfather. She's like, I want to be the new Godfather. Vince is just yeah. A she's toy. like, I'm gonna let you talk to the big guy mm-hmm. in the beginning, basically. Yeah. I don't know. It, it like there just wasn't enough like earned in this movie. You know, yeah. there was a lot of like weird grappling without like actually working through anything mm-hmm. like he's just he's very like like what you said Tyler, he's a very sad old man this entire movie and it is it is and a I vibe love it. It, yeah. it is a vibe it is a mood give me my sad old man movie <laughs> <laughs> hurt what have <laughs> i become <laughs> but at the same time it's just not a lot's going on you have yeah. this weird yeah. vatican politics stuff and like it's too much i like tesla i like that it's related to some historical stuff i even like had a feeling that that it had something to do with real history. Hoistery? Real hoistery. Real real It's one of them hoistery bits. Real real horstery with uh, spirit selling this different. Um, but I love that it's related to a real horse story. Yeah. Spirit is a real horse. It's a real horse story. Uh, I, like, I like them trying to intertwine that in a way, but you guys are totally right. Like, it's a total mess in terms of, like, we're trying to tell a story, but it's, like, and then this cut is trying to frame it more as it's just about Michael's, like, mm-hmm. slow descent and everything. Like, I like that a lot, but you're right. It's, like, basically two different movies at the same time that really doesn't work together. Mm-hmm. Just don't even have Andy Garcia's character, really, if you're going to make that story well, about Michael Well, I think, Corleone. actually, that uh, became much more of a, well, this is probably speculation, but, like, I, from what I could understand... He became a bigger character once uh, Tom, what's his face? Was oh, Tom Hagen. Him. Yeah. Tom Hagen's wasn't really going to be in the movie anymore. Um, that makes sense. So the whole thing became a little bit more. Yeah. He, he became a bigger deal. Yeah. I yeah. think they helped him fill the void, <laughs> theoretically. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of interesting stuff like that in the Godfather series because, like, we talked about last episode, Clemenza was supposed to be the one that, like, betrays um, everybody except for, or instead of. Um, Oh, I'm totally spacing out his name uh, now. Yeah. The really funny older guy. <laughs> oh, oh, Don. He, he's, he's not Don Chichi. It's somebody else. It's uh, like Don Corleone says, do this. He says, oh, do, do that. Don Corleone says, do that. It's not the Zaza guy. No, it's not no. Zaza. It's the Appa. Uh, uh, it's a name. Uh, no? Don Apicino. Sure. Yeah. Sounds right to me. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. But that that guy was supposed to be Clemenza. The fun and, old man. And the actor who played Clemenza was like, I don't think Clemenza would betray everybody. So he just, yeah. that's part. And then he also tried to negotiate a bunch of more money. There's like a bunch of just like everyone trying to negotiate a bunch of more money in the background. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, if you were going to be like, well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of hurting. Let's yeah. make another one. You know, you kind of out yourself a little. Should we talk about, uh, about Sophia and, yes. and Mary? I okay. Everybody else go. It's not. It's not good. Are you gonna say that? Um, are you gonna say that we're we need to talk like vindication? I mean, maybe slightly. I mean, just for myself personally, in that it's not as bad as everybody said it was, but no. it's also cut down from yes. the original thing. So I don't really know. But it's like, yeah, she just feels like not a real actor mm-hmm. because she wasn't, uh, and she was put in this position and. I, some of the performance actually feels like pretty natural in like a non-actory mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. but it's also bad in some situations like okay. that. When she's know. acting next to Al Pacino, or like people who like, yeah, I definitely felt like when they're on the rooftop, I'm like, how does Al Pacino feel in this scene? Mm-hmm. Like when he's acting with her, yeah. where she's like has no experience and he's just like trying. <laughs> yeah, I mean there are let's the, there are so many 
things working against her. Mm -hmm. So many. Okay, so she's brand new. She got thrown into this at the last Mm -hmm. second, obviously. She's not, she does not look like Winona Ryder or Julia Roberts, another (laughs) person considered for this role. Mm -hmm. And to boot, the person shooting this film is her dad. And half of her role, at least half, when she's not being like an innocent girl. And let's be real, her dialogue's Mm -hmm. not great either. No, it's it's not. Yeah. Always love you, Dad. Yeah, like, literally, that's yeah. The, that's I'm that's sorry, her you dialogue. You got an Oscar-winning it, performance out of that shit. I always wanted to be part of the family. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh okay. <laughs> like she was supposed to take that and run with it. I guess. Like, I love him. Anytime she sees Vincent, she's just like, "Hey, cuz," and it's like, yeah. "I'm really into you." It's the like, closest uh, she comes to a two-dimensional character is having a crush on her cousin. Yeah, it felt like, like she felt like a, a '90s kid acting in that. Like whenever she's like, "Hey, cuz," like hey, I don't know. Right. It, I mean, it's stilted, but like. Imagine trying to be flirty on camera for your dad. And he's like, more! Yeah. Flirting like, for your dad about about up. being horny for your cousin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this like, is why, your why are you doing this? Time, mm-hmm. It's messed up. So I agree with you 100%. But like, I think people took this and ran with it. And oh, was yeah. like, these yeah. are some weird angles they're giving her. She's, mm-hmm. she's awkward on camera. Like, let's just like blame this whole thing on her. But... I want to say justice for Sofia Coppola because they gave her some shit to work with. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying like it's definitely it's not her fault. She was put in like the most awkward, weirdest situation probably ever. There's something to it, too. Like you said, she's not Julia Roberts. She's not Winona Ryder. Like Mm -hmm. there's something I definitely like it works in the favor of that character to an extent, at least for me, like maybe. I thought she looked like Al Pacino's kid. Yeah, she felt like more like a real person as opposed to like a, a superstar. Yeah, you know, in yeah. terms of this like. But I wish they had shot her like that. You mm, know, instead yeah. of giving her these extreme close-ups That's that work point. with like a glamorous movie star, yeah. I wish they had shot her like a real girl. You right. Know? Because um, like yeah, like so like some of her performance feels like it's like a real person, and then other times it feels really wooden. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but it also just seems like they want her to be this like beautiful, young, fresh, amazing girl. And she's, yeah. I mean, she's a beautiful person, but like mm-hmm. she's kind of an average looking person. And like to give her these like weird close up angles, like she's going to be hot with her cousin real quick is like, it takes you out of it. Like this yeah. doesn't feel real. It's, they definitely didn't intend for it to be what I ideally would want it to be where it's like, oh, that stuff does work in her favor in a bit where she is like, especially the first scene where she shows up and she's like trying to like, hit on Vincent and everything mm-hmm. like she is. She just seems like an awkward teen girl, which she yeah. seems like she should be. But and one of the, the favorite way... bits of all, where he says, where she says, did you have many girlfriends when you were 15? He's like, not many, a lot of eight-year-old girlfriends. And yeah. I was like, oh boy, all right, wow. But like, it reads to the audience as a joke. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, this is an awkward girl, like, yikes. And then she comes on and she's like, actually, I'm the star of this movie film. And, like, <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to root for me and my dad. She's, like, really trying to muster that, like, superstar persona thing. But it's just, like, not... It's just... Yeah. I would have liked to see her, like, act in, like, indie stuff, you know? I don't yeah. know. She, if she was probably, like, forged a little bit more in that fire of, like, indie independent film and then, like her career built up to she'd probably be infinitely better and would be you know with like practice but this is like she's thrown into the fire and people like act do an academy award winning acting performance now well i think they also could have just pivoted the character a bit yeah, you know yeah. like to know like okay well the casting has changed <laughs> and i just don't think we can work with it like this just but like, if they leaned into like some more naturalistic like indie mm-hmm. style i don't know like yeah. doing a yeah a circle in a square peg or whatever yeah it's like but um anyways she's totally fine she makes great movies so oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah she's a, she's an exceptional director I, yeah. I have no qualms with that she's a genius yeah good for her mm-hmm. she just found she found her true calling yes mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies is one in which 
it's the only one set in French Renaissance? Question mark. What's it called? Never mind. Just forget this. The only movie set, set in, in the French, French Renaissance, Renaissance. You're involving Marie Converse. Marie Antoinette. <laughs> one of my favorite shots in any movie, basically, is just the like two second shot of Converse in the pile of shoes in Marie Antoinette. <laughs> I like that a lot, and that's what some critics hated when it came out. It's fun. But now I have the power of hindsight, and I can say all these reviews that came out 15 years ago are really stupid. <laughs> Take that, idiots from 15 years ago. I watched many YouTube videos about. Girls who like to make YouTube videos uh, about costumes and movies, and mm. like that's always a popular topic about what, how that movie's underrated. Yeah, I liked it when it came out. Kirsten Dunst, she's good. Mm-hmm. 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 Another mm-hmm. Uh, another relative of Coppola's in that John, uh, Jason Schwartzman and Nicolas Cage. He's yeah. not in that, but another one. Oh, I was gonna say if they're gonna do the whole family thing, like if you're gonna be accused of nepotism, because uh, well, I mean, okay, so Francis Ford Coppola's dad, Carmine did the score completely for this. Um, He contributed the scores of the first two, but he did like the full score of this movie because he was a composer. So it's like, there's the family connection, but it's just like, if you're going to do the whole family thing, Mm. but then I guess they would actually be related and then it would be very weird. But uh, (laughs) it's like, okay, if you're going to just, instead of Andy Garcia cast Nicolas Cage, that'd be fun. (laughs) Do that. But I'm like, oh, but then I guess it would be related. But then maybe it would make Francis Ford Coppola realize that like cousins dating in like the late seventies is like Nasty. kind of a outlier there. Yeah. Like it's not. He had no first cousins. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's also nasty. like I I okay. I want to say first of all, I don't think Winona Ryder would have done any better with that role. Sorry. I don't think so either, frankly. And secondly, I think Nicolas Cage would have done much better with that role. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, when you were saying Nicolas, like he's the son of Sonny. Are you kidding oh, me? Hell yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, I would love to see him just like Tommy gun people down. <laughs> yeah. He he's the one that Tommy guns somebody down at like a at a. a Toll booth or something like yeah. that. Yeah, just going. Oh like, my gosh. He would have the dimension that character truly needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he would have like the Some teeth and the, the Ari- grit. Arizona energy to mm-hmm. that role. Yes, please. What about Keanu Reeves though? Um, we all love Keanu. Reeves. <laughs> I think it, it would. He'd give I'm a just, similar performance event to like the guy who plays Vincent already. I feel like. I'm just saying. No, I think it'd be much worse. He'd be like, "I'm your son," because. <laughs> Dracula came oh out two years God. after this. Oh. Um, Dracula is so fucked up. <laughs> I love, <laughs> I love Keanu Reeves. Uh, his performance in that is fun, but um, it's not. Fun. It's not of the era. And uh, Winona Ryder was in that, so yeah, they was. all they ended up working together. Sailed across oceans of time to see you. Yeah, I love. Brandon I just Stoker's recently Dracula. watched that like in its entirety for the first time. Yeah, that's a weird one. It is a weird. It's movie. very weird, and I love it. <laughs> It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Dracula's arm is rad. Paced. It's the weirdest paced movie yeah. I've ever encountered. Mm-hmm. But he also has a cool muscle suit thing made of like blood. Yeah. yeah. See, that's really cool. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he was also like high the entire time. Yeah, high or drunk. <laughs> like, bl- big time high. There's a there's a really funny clip. Maybe I send that to you, Connery, where it's just, or maybe I just sent it to Caprice because we were always talking about Gary Oldman and just Dracula and stuff like yeah. that. And it's just uh, Coppola giving Gary Oldman crap about his performance or something like that. And Gary Oldman like rushes off in his full Dracula outfit. <laughs> and there's like a PA carrying the back of his big like robes. And just like him being upset. Oh like, God, But it's, it's just like catty stuff. Like they're not actually mad yeah, at each just, other. Dude, I think I went on IMDb or, or maybe I just watched a bunch of YouTube videos about it one time and there were people commenting like I worked on this film and oh boy howdy do I have some stories <laughs> that's great this man was very ill for the entire yeah. session I'm glad he got the help he needed like stuff like that it's wild that would be crazy imagine just like 
being in dark rooms with that person in that state. Gary Oldman? Just yeah. high as hell out of his mind saying, everyone! Yeah, exactly. That would be a time. Mm, I think we've talked, be about, we've talked about everybody except maybe like Joe Montaigne, who plays the uh, opposing guy who like wants to be all violent again, and then he helicopter shoots everybody. Yeah. Oh, that was another pretty cool scene. I like yeah. that part. That's another part I was like, oh, we're, we're doing Godfather stuff. Fun. Yeah. But I thought he was really good in that in that role. He and was cool. He just gets. Uh, wait, is that Zaza? Yeah, Zaza. So. All that Zaza. Um, so he's good. Oh, and I also loved the bit in the opera where the guy bites the air. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Edmondson's like, yeah, that's a good move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole opera and everything. Which I didn't even realize that like Michael's like son, son who like I thought he was going to art school or something, but I guess he was like le- he's in the like, opera. Yeah. He, you have to let him go. He loves the music. Yeah, I must like he's gonna be a pop star probably or like a singer of like no, a no, band. No, he's no, like he's, no, the opera. No, he's <laughs> Italian. Yeah, he's, no, he's yeah. Italian. I guess I just wasn't paying enough attention that he was gonna be the next Pavarotti or whatever. But yeah. it's because Michael just shows him like he's like, oh, I brought you something. It's just like the really crappy drawing that he oh, did as a kid. Yeah. Oh. So I'm like, oh, is it like art school or something? I just wasn't paying enough no, attention. But what I about? do love that like he apparently only made one drawing yeah exactly that's why why it's funny it's just like hey remember this from the background of like the first movie or second movie or whatever it's like he's just what about drew one thing now he's an artist what about when uh anthony sings him the godfather of the theme song the musical where he (laughs) sings the whole song in like italian yeah that was that's that probably lot. self-indulgent, but it I liked a, it. It was for some very reason. self-indulgent, <laughs> but I was like, I was trying to sing it in English. I'm like, this is a horrible cadence in English. But. Yeah, I I like how it just becomes more and more insular, like with the whole opera. It just is all about Michael. But yeah, I know that can also just seem annoying. Well, but. I mean, Connie had her bit where she was watching the guy, yeah, the kid, and good. he looks over and sees her watching, and he's like. Delicious. Then, <laughs> yeah. Give him a big thumbs up. He and almost a smile. like he almost like tips the cannoli to her. Like that's what I remember in my head. He's like, thank you. Yeah, I'm loving him. Eli Wallach, a legend. <laughs> I still like the idea. Just leave him being like, yeah, this is how I wanted to die. Thank you. Bye. I just wanted to make sure it has the attended effect. <laughs> the attended effect. This is this is poison. This is poison, right? <laughs> totally fine <laughs> yes, nothing's happened yet <laughs> i guess we could like unfortunately like diane keaton does have a lot more in this that's not unfortunate but just i guess her role in this is mostly oh. just to show up and be like a specter Sad. in a lot of ways mm-hmm. you know, yeah to and him. i want to talk about the costumes just a little bit more yeah because yeah, they made her look like the old woman who lives in the shoe <laughs> <laughs> i can see that like you know she had like coiffed hair for a one mm-hmm. and two like like outrageous and then they're like well she's older now so give her the granny cut <laughs> and she never wears anything but brown yep the whole time she's like absolutely just sad i guess until she gets a shiny shade of brown for the opera um although i did also want to mention that the scene with al pacino where they're like i'll always love you or whatever mm-hmm. again some pretty still dialogue if you ask me yes but his little Neckerchief was so cute. I took a yeah. screenshot. <laughs> it looked so dapper. I'm like, wow, I'm going to get my boyfriend a little blue handkerchief to wear around his neck. Give him a, a Freddy of the Scooby Gang ascot. <laughs> <laughs> it looked great on him. Yeah. I'm not going to... No, it did look good. Yeah, I agree. The best costume of the entire film, that little tiny piece of blue. There's a rare man that can pull off an ascot. That he's having fun with it. Yeah. <laughs> Al Pacino's definitely having fun with it, but it's not nearly as 
like wild of a performance as people always like crack that up to be too. It's like I feel like people talking about this movie, they're like, oh, Sofia Coppola's really bad and Al Pacino's really way too over dramatic. But I, I think, think he's he like wasn't... pretty really like he's very nuanced. He's like in this a diabetic way. stroke, and I'm like, yeah, he is having a diabetic stroke. <laughs> like I know this silent <laughs> screaming is ex- very dramatic, but it's not like that kind of Al Pacino dramatic where he just actually is screaming the whole time. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought that was I like a know. choice. They like cut out his screaming. He's yeah. like intentionally screaming silently. Yeah. Anyway. It's hard to tell if they huh. did that post-wise or not, because oh, maybe... I 100% believe that he was screaming at the top of his lungs the yeah. entire time. Yeah, me too. Like, it looks like he's screaming. Silent. Yeah. Yeah. But this, uh, I, was, I, was like, I was like, yeah, it's like he's like, I don't know, I, I, thought, I thought it made sense. I didn't think that was a big I deal. I would put money on it. Yeah, he I was think actually, it's just meant to be like, it. you know, yeah. the moment you like fall to the ground and everything, your ears are ringing and you can't. Yeah. Can't yeah. Like mm, it's, it's like that, like, uh, shock. Yeah. It's like the mm-hmm. pawnbroker, that movie, like it's at the end of the movie, the, the guy is just silent screaming. It's He's basically like a Holocaust survivor who that runs a pawn shop. Mm-hmm. And I don't even remember. He's just, the world is just really bearing down on him. Mm-hmm. And that's like what that... I just remember watching, I don't even know, some documentary series, and I just remember Steven Spielberg being like, oh, that moment when that happens in that movie. I'm like, oh, this is important, and then I watched the movie. <laughs> but that's probably where Coppola got that idea from. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. Al Pacino's good. Uh, mm-hmm. One last, I guess, did you want to talk about Diane Keaton at all anymore? Or? I mean, did anyone else want to start us off? Well, she is, she, like like you've been saying, he, she is like the, the grim specter of Michael's past. Not the grim specter, but the hopeful specter of Michael's past. He was like, just turn back time and just like make everything okay again. Date Diane Keaton, not be a bad man. I'm not a bad man. And she's like, "You're, I, I dread you, Michael. I this, dread you. This feels like half art movie, half like blockbuster entertainment it doesn't it's like yeah. if, if, if this was like a criterion movie that also had like big budget action in it <laughs> like it, it is pretty incongruous i wish that there just like seems like a lot of opportunity to make this to like flesh it out the story overall a little bit more mm-hmm. like it's it was honestly surprising to me that diane keaton never like remarried or had another thing going on you know yeah, so for her to show truly. up and be like i'm so glad you invited me because i've been waiting to give you a piece of my mind for years like seemed yeah. weird and then michael's like why are you so obsessed with me yeah he's <laughs> like why are you so obsessed with me but also you want to do thank god me? you're so obsessed with <laughs> yeah. me yeah he's also just being like shitty and being like oh i still love you and everything it's just like bro you already messed up like don't don't do this like you're just like make, dragging out her life even yeah. more. Too. You didn't love Connie ever since you came back from Sicily the first time. And you ghosted her for a year when you came back after your first wife exploded. Mm. Exploded. <laughs> yeah. That was rough. I mean, she did. She did. <laughs> um, and he even talks yeah. about it. This one was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I loved her. Oh, also at the, the original ending. Uh, so after Mary dies at mm-hmm. the end of Coda, you just see them dancing in that one scene. Oh, um, yeah. But in the original one, you also see him dancing after that with Apollonia and with Kay. Yeah, oh, he's just dancing okay. with everybody. Just like all the, the women he loves. In his life, yeah, mm-hmm. whatever trope that is of I've got to save the ladies in my life. <sighs> yeah, yeah, it's probably just all the women he loves. It's yeah. and how they've all died or gone by the wayside in some way, some point. I feel like I've already mentioned this uh, in an earlier episode, but I it's that like this movie really made me feel like if they did a Godfather miniseries now. I feel like a lot of people would be like, that's blasphemy, but I would really enjoy it, especially if they even at least did one for like, like if Godfather Part 3 was a miniseries, it would probably play out better if it was like eight hours long or something. But maybe that's just me. But like, even if they just did a new cast of like the original Godfather movie as a miniseries, 
maybe just because I'm thinking of it as a franchise, I'm just like, <laughs> oh, I just want to watch more of that. Like, I would like to watch like a, a reinterpretation of that. But no, I've said before, I'd watch I don't it. Know. Mm-hmm. I'd do it. I'd, I'd, I'd be down. Just but, the little character pieces of everybody, I'd be fine. Would you want it to be present day, or would you want it to be? Because like, there really isn't a mob. These no, days, right? not really. No, I'd be fine if it was the same era, but it's just like it's on HBO or something as a miniseries because TV. We might have to examine like another family. The Sopranos. Oh, right, uh, well, I guess right, it'd be Sopranos. on Paramount Plus if they did a miniseries. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. what it have to be. It'd have it's to be on maybe Showtime. like Yeah, maybe it'd have to be another family. Honestly, because I feel like the Corleones have been very thoroughly explored. But that's almost like that's almost the even that's like that's the terrible like TV thing that I, I'm like come on like yeah I'll watch it but it's like do I really want to watch a whole miniseries about the Tatalias from the first movie like <laughs> yeah don't you don't want to hear about the tragedy of the Tatalias then it becomes like the Godfather cinematic universe but if mm-hmm. they just like like we were talking about like the first Godfather movie like Mama Corleone has like nothing to do really and yeah. just everyone just doesn't listen like she doesn't even have much like advice to say she's just there and so uh, I think mostly what if it, if we did explore like just still the Corleones and we were just in like 1940s 1930s whatever then it would just be like character pieces like it'd just be character piece episode. I'm not really sure what the through line of that would be other than the plot of the Godfather well I mean didn't most of the big mob busts come in the 90s like wasn't you know, or what, like, weren't, you know, the, all the, like, phone buggings and, like, we yeah. bust them up and all that kind of stuff kind the of The wires. Right yeah, the wires. You know, the wires. <laughs> you know, the wires. Uh, I feel like that could be a setup for an interesting That'd be good. Situation like a little you. Goodfellas meets a Godfather kind of deal. Meets Sopranos. Meets Sopranos, yeah. yeah. For sure. I would like it, like, a good version of Rest Development Season 4. Mm. Is it or season three where the, all the actors, all the all the family is split up? Yeah, season which four, which didn't really work as a for Arrested Development. Like mm-hmm. I know that's a really ridiculous thing to compare it to, but it's I would just like like a redo of The Godfather, like just being more introspective and like having each episode for a different character. It just would like add more layers. Yes, yeah, like the plot of The Godfather is happening, but we break off and we look at what's this Mama whole, doing during yeah. that time. What's this, Connie up to? This hey, whole episode about Sonny, and it's like yeah. it doesn't. Not that I think the original movie needs that, but it's at all. It's just I would like I just like this character so much. It'd be fun. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I think you get into trouble when you try to like cast new people as beloved characters. Yeah. Like people are always going to be comparing them and you're really going to have to like find lightning in a bottle to get it like to a state where everyone's like, oh my God, it's so good, better than the original. (laughs) But like, I think you you could potentially do basically a Mm spinoff where like, you know, the next generation is coming on. and The Fredo next generation. Yeah. The Fredo Chronicles. (laughs) Doesn't Fredo have a kid? Like, you know, someone's kid. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Um, I mean, Connie had kids. You never Connie saw them in this movie. Yeah. You never see them in any movie. Fish, fishing with Fredo. <laughs> with Fredo. Yeah, but like you know, I can see that working. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I. I don't even know why I'm bringing this up so hard, but it's just like I, I just want more Godfather. I guess it's like like you're saying Godfather Part Four. I'm like, yeah, I'd watch that. Like I, even if it's bad, I'll still watch it. But maybe. Like, what 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 is it that you want to see it. so bad though? Like, what is the thing that you are aching to continue? You're asking the hard hitting questions, Tesla, and I love it. Um, I guess just the f- yeah, it's like it really has to be worth it. I guess you know, worth it's like it. I don't really want. <laughs> I want to see I want worth is it. More worth it. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it really has to be worth it for them to make a part four. Because mm-hmm. what would it be at this point? It would be more of a continuation of like Andy Garcia stuff. Because yeah. Michael Corleone's story is over with part three, mm-hmm. but. 
yeah, it's like, how do you make a part four from there? But it's like, I would watch like some weird like offshoots, but I don't want it to be like a dramatic show. I want it to be more introspective character work, which but what, but Godfather what is 2 it is that, all. like makes the Godfather, like one and two specifically special? Like, what is it that like you feel in the pit of your stomach that gets you excited that that's why you want to watch more? I mean, I guess it's like not even really necessary because they have stuff like Succession now and everything. Yeah, it's just like a true, family. Actually. It's all the family drama. And just, like, one big family trying to get it together. Plus, it's, it's. Uh, I mean, you know, there's, like, The Sopranos and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But it's... You need more sad white men shows? No. <laughs> I'm just saying... Sad, powerful Well, which is something that's, like, the problem with gangster movies in the first place, especially, like, well, it's, like, Goodfellas and stuff like that, too. Where mm-hmm. It's just, like, oh, the last gasps of... Um, I, that's what The Godfather is kind of in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like, oh, the last gasp of, like white men in power it's just like yeah maybe that's not a good thing to bring back like if you look at it from that perspective which i wasn't but i'm well, sure some I mean, some you bring in the right writers and they can always yeah. work in characters yeah. that aren't white people for sure which is definitely good and like worth doing and that would make it more interesting honestly it would bring something different that we haven't seen in all three movies yeah. mm. but I, also it's interesting that you compare it to succession which is a good show but here's my my one thing about succession it's, and I was actually thinking this about the Godfathers too, where um, all of them, I would say, start at the top and are a process of losing things. Mm-hmm. You know, you watch things fall apart, essentially, yeah. or degrade. Um, and Succession is actually similar, where it's like they're already top network, they're already rich, and like there's these, you know, kids clamoring for power and, and inheritances and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's very like cyclical and repetitive in that way. Yeah. Where it's, like there's nothing to be gained, you know, like I hate it to, I hate to like compare it to Mad Men, the best show of all time, but like, <laughs> you know, hard agree. They, they like, you know, move up and move forward and, and they're already at the top, but there's always something else to be gained. There's always bigger account. Yeah. And you know, that could be like false in some way, but like it gives us something to hope for and look for mm. forward to as opposed to just like watching kids squabble. Yeah. And I know that it's a hot take and a lot of people will disagree with me about mm. like how satisfying that is in the show. But like that's my one thing is like the stakes are feel low to me because it's like worst case scenario, You're you make your rich. dad mad. You know? <laughs> I guess that's part of why like so yeah, even like part four like if they made a Godfather part four, that's like probably pretty pointless. But I just want more character I just love the characters in the first one so much <laughs> the family unit and everything. Like just every I don't even know why they're all so compelling other than just good writing, good performances, good lighting. Like everything is it's just a very well crafted film. Well oh, that's kind of my issue with Godfather Two is that like you said, like they're already on the top and Godfather Two is just a slow descent into absolute hell for Michael. And mm-hmm. then I like the third one a bit because he's just mostly sad and he's, he's just not dealing just with hell. Killing, yeah, he's dealing with all of those repercussions, but two like it there's so much good character work in there too, with like new characters and everything. It's so really great performances, but it's ultimately just he was at the top and he's just doing a much worse job than his dad was. But he has to deal with big corporations instead, yeah. which uh, Vito never had to really do. It's like the whole world has changed. Yeah. But you're right. Like it's there's something like Mad Men's more dynamic. Why am I spacing on uh, the main character's name? Don Draper. Don Draper. <laughs> I want to say like Mike Michael Madsen. Like <laughs> Michael nope. Madsen. Nope. Because of Mad Men. But, um, yeah, Don Draper has ups and downs constantly. And yeah. then, like, eventually, like, make the firm bigger. But then it, like, uh, disintegrates again and stuff like that. And, um, you watch like, him live a life, perhaps. 
Yeah, like Breaking mm-hmm. Bad too. He doesn't mm-hmm. start at the top. It's no, he works his way up. He works and that's his why way it's up exciting. and then also mm-hmm. goes down, and mm-hmm. you know, so that's much more compelling. So I would, I just, I would just like a prestige miniseries again. Over the first thing. <laughs> yeah, but I, you can't quite do like a Lord of the Rings TV show thing. We'll see how that is on Amazon. Oh yeah, uh, how that will work, how th- that'll pan out. Like I'm, I'm really looking, not excited for that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I have I kind of it's an iffy thing. I feel like it where it's become too fantasy for most people yeah it's like uh it's like i feel like game of thrones i saw them doing this thing on twitter where they were just like doing the fire emoji over and over again people like what's happening are you remaking season eight of course not remaking season eight stupid Uh, but it's called house of the dragon yeah house of the dragon everyone was like oh i don't care and i I saw i was like i don't care either i I was i was like also it's obvious they're advertising the house of the dragon come on i saw the hashtag that said house of the dragon and i was like oh is this like something like Bruce Lee related or martial arts because of like Enter the Dragon. And you're like, hell yeah, tight. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. Like, I'd love to. I just started watching a little bit of Warrior. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. pretty dope. I would like love more stuff like that. I'm like, oh, game. I don't really care. Yeah, he's like, nobody cares. Like, the, the fad literally died after the yeah. last episode came after out. After the water like, bottles incident. Yeah. <laughs> after the coffee incident, after, after the, the water bottle incident. Yeah. And then people were like, all right, we're done. After it was, it Ed was very. Sheeran. After Ed Sheeran showed up, just weird is he in that yeah he plays like a sure lannister is. guard and Arya doesn't murder he, he him he hosts for some one of the reason. episodes yeah he says hey everyone, welcome <laughs> to another episode of game of thrones i'm ed sheeran and this is uh he plays i'm in love with your body on, on yeah i'm in love whatever. with the shape of you yeah whatever that is <laughs> it's really inappropriate for the time. <laughs> yeah i mean that's the thing is that like i i sympathize with like the desire to recreate a vibe constantly mm-hmm. which it, like it feels like to some extent that is just like wanting to recapture the chemistry and the lighting and just like expand on it but i also have a mad respect for like people who are like no 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 the story has been told we're good you know like let's move on to other projects yeah oh. I, I often agree with that yeah when it's like when a property's reached its appropriate end you're like hey right. it's time to go home it's not like harry potter for example we're like but we have fantastic beasts here i was like no 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 it's yeah. over it's really over it's, it's done yeah that's what yeah, i was gonna exactly. say about the lord of the rings show it's like oh it's about the second age i think which is before mm-hmm. all the events of the lord of the rings movies and books and uh but after like, the Silmarillion. so it's like i don't really need to know about like if they made a prequel of like the andolini's in sicily don't do that. Don't do like a Tatalia spinoff show. <laughs> you sure the tragedy of the Tatalias? You don't think that's so? <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, if you're going to do it, it has to be so specific. And I think I, I think people will just not touch The Godfather for a very long no. time if they do. It's kind of like Back to the Future. Um, mm-hmm. Robert Zemeckis and uh, Bob Gill have like the rights to it and like won't let them, anybody make anything with it. But if they pass away at some at some point, it'll probably happen in our lifetimes. There will be a Back to the Future remake. So look forward to that, friends. Remember when there was a hoverboard commercial with Tony Hawk? <laughs> Do you remember that? No. Uh, not really. In like two thousand and wow, I love Tony probably Hawk. Two thousand and thirteen. Wow, like that. I wish Tony Hawk was in more movies. Well, he was in a a weird fake hoverboard commercial and i 100 percent bought it for like an april fool's thing or something probably i don't know and i remember showing my boyfriend at the time he's like this this isn't real and i was like are you sure though because it looks so real (laughs) and you know secondhand embarrassment for myself that's fine They've tricked me before too where i've gotten really excited for something that i'm like oh wait it's april fool's day i was like oh you guys we made it we made it to hoverboards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, it to hover. we are officially in the future. Yeah, people no. would like hoverboard around set, uh, like on on like like 
at uh, base camp and stuff yeah, for a while, like three or, yeah. three or four years Not ago. Hovering. Like that was like a big thing. Like mm-hmm. everyone had the wheeled things and I was like, all right. Well, it was mostly just like some younger people. Yeah, yeah that was around. a fad for like a hot second. Then everyone realized they look so stupid doing that. Yeah, and they're not hovering. I feel like yeah. I just fall over. I would too. I, I I can only imagine me being like oh, trying so to like a high powered. Out. Y'all are just jealous. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how I'm how, so how I'm like stupid. how I'm like skateboarding's dangerous. I'm like I just really wish I could do it. What I'm really <laughs> jealous of is Griff's helmet in Back to the Future Part Two. Biff's descendant. He oh, like in the metal hat. It's metal hat, right? Uh, remember when we did Back to the Future? That was fun. We went back to the future right now. Back Talking in back time. Oh. does anybody else uh have any points they wanted to bring up about the godfather coda the death of michael corleone that archbishop smokes a cigarette in the weirdest way i've ever seen he smokes it down to the nub and he smokes it right in the middle of his mouth he's a bad boy cardinal yeah Yeah. he's just like i'm being bad (laughs) (laughs) he always like had to have someone light his cigarettes until the last scene we see him alive He's yeah. like, uh, my coffee. Oh no! Oh yeah, a bunch of cardinals get mowed down at the end. I forgot. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. wild. Mm-hmm. No one's going to heaven after that. Some of them probably definitely committed crimes though. Yeah, so, you know. I like that part when he's praying. Did that see him? Like, who are you praying to? Are you, are you praying to the devil? Because that's who probably help you out yeah, in this situation was, more so than the big well, guy. Uh, yeah. You just gotta buy all the tithes, and you're good. <laughs> you're good with God. Just give the church money. I thought Michael was doing that at first, like a very medieval practice yeah. of buying your way into heaven. Yeah. And I thought the he was like, I have like six hundred million dollars. I'm gonna donate to the Vatican. And I was like, oh, I, I, I thought this would be a thing of like, you can't buy your way into heaven, Mister Corleone. You know that, right? And being like, oh, is there well, really a, a difference? <laughs> is there buying your way into heaven, buying your way into legitimacy? Isn't easier for a Rich man to pass through the eye of the camel into the kingdom of God. Yeah, there you go. I I just really like the line. I, I really like the line that uh, Connie has with the cannolis. She's trying to get him to eat the cannolis, and she says, "Oh, the nuns that made these took a vow of silence." It's like it's just such how a weird, does that like, enhance anything? She's just trying to hard sell those cannolis. It's just like funny. Silent know. women made this cannoli. <laughs> it's inherently better now. God, that was so weird. I mean, she didn't even pretend to chew. She just like <laughs> licked the thing and was like solemnly and scared. Yes. Yeah. And she looks him right in the eye, like, "Oh no, she I'm fucked." She looks at him and slowly nods. She doesn't smile. She doesn't pretend to chew. She acts like, "You got me." <laughs> And then Got he him. goes up there and eats them. And then she's shocked, watches him through her thing, and she's he like, wanted it. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. Like, Got him. It was such a weird thing. I still like your idea. I, I still I love it. He wanted to die. someone was like, you know those are poison. And he's like, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss, I, I wanted something sweet. The, like, way, <laughs> the way he died looked painful for a couple seconds, and then he's like gone. I'm like, well, yeah. that was pretty quick. Yeah. yeah. It's like you. It's like you were choking on something, and then you just died. I wish he had been like, "Well, if they're on to me, this is a good way to <laughs> <Yeah>. go." <laughs> I don't want to harp on this point too much, but it was very weird. Yeah, it's very odd. That whole opera scene is 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 weird to me, and the man with the sniper rifle, and oh, yeah, I was gonna say that too. Like even the, the assassin man. is old and like and yeah. mad because oh. Michael goes what? to like Michael, he's like, "Oh shit, Michael basically." Back. <laughs> yeah, Michael basically goes to like take a shit, and he's like, "Damn it, he's gone!" But he's like, yeah. really just like went outside." 
and came back. It was like, seen that dude. honestly looked like it was like dubbed over. Like yeah. they, it mm. looked like they put that in there. Like we don't really know what you're gonna say just yet, so just <laughs> mouth the words to something and then go back inside. They were in shadow, complete shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, was the same. I mean, I don't know if you know the answer, but was the same cinem- cinematographer that did the first two movies? Yeah, or lighting or whatever. Yeah, he, he did, did this, this one because. Mm. That guy phoned it in. I'm sorry. He just turned <laughs> off all one? the lights. Yeah. <laughs> he turned on all the lights. Yeah. I feel like I this mean, one's some like... some guy a... had some, like, eye shadows or whatever. That was about <laughs> the extent to it. That's what uh, Joseph was saying in the first one. It's like, oh, it looks like kind of how gangster movies just look now, but he's the one that, like, set the tone mm-hmm. in a lot of ways in terms yeah. of being such dark lighting. But this movie feels less dark, like, especially a lot of stuff in Michael's office. It just feels, like, more lit and everything. But He's this trying a- to be legitimate. Everything's very bright. It's very yeah. dark when crime is happening. Right. This was, like, one of the yes. last movies he shot. I think Oscar winning. Uh, I'll get back to you on that. Good for him. An honorary award, at least. So. Honorary. There you go. You get the Franchise Academy Award. <laughs> Well, is that all? Is that all we really have to say about the Godfather part? No, I'm sorry, the Godfather coda, the death <laughs> of no. Michael Corleone. I liked it a lot, but I recognize now that the narrative is very fractured. I just was really vibing on it. Yeah, um, having a good time. So it's not as good of a movie as I thought from when I watched it the other day. After wow, talking you, to you both were of like, you. You came here to be like, damn, that was good. Yeah, I mean, it oh, is sorry. still good if I just want to be in a mood. Um, it, remind, it does remind me of like, that half, like... To be, to be that person right now. There's this uh, Tarkovsky movie called Nostalgia, or just Nostalgia, mm. where it's basically after Tarkovsky was exiled from Russia. Mm. He makes a movie about um, a like a, a filmmaker who's exiled from Russia Great. to Italy, and it's just a man walking around Italy being sad and pensive, and that's what this movie is too. So that's a good double feature if you all want to watch a pensive older man walking around Italy. I recommend that too. <laughs> Sad old men, the Italian movie series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why has the world changed and left me so far behind? Mm-hmm. And Catherine Scorsese also has a cameo on this. Martin Scorsese's mom. I swear, I thought one of the old men when Michael's presenting the checks at to the casino people was Joe Pesci. I swear, I thought one <laughs> no. of them was Joe Pesci. He's not in this. Anymore. Yeah, and I was like oh, Joe Pesci. I got really excited, and then I was like, oh, that's not him. Joe Pesci's definitely the one that would get like. Demand a million dollars for a cameo or something. Yeah. Oh, fully. Oh, that's yeah. that's why Robert Duvall was not in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Final final thoughts. My I, f- I had mine. <laughs> Good old sad movie. Good old sad. My final thoughts, I guess, on the trilogy in general is, I enjoy the rise and the continued rise, trying to stay on top. Michael Corleone. While I understand sad old man as a mood. I feel like it could have been better represented in a maybe more cohesive, understandable thing. Because like I said, I completely lost track of what was going on towards the end of this movie. And the Vatican thing is really weird. And for that (laughs) reason, I was very, very bored through most of this movie. Tessa, what do you think? I agree with that. I just want to remind people out there, what would you do if your first time acting was to try to be hot in front of your dad? (laughs) Um, and then, you know, think about that for a little bit before you decide to, like, make a punchline out of Sofia Coppola in this movie. Yeah. That, that's my final, my parting thought, for sure. That that's has to one. be a, an IMDb list. Yeah. I honestly... First time performance is trying to be hot in front of your dad. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad we didn't spend any time really dunking on her, because, like, she was never an actress, and 
she just had a, the weirdest thing to have to do in this movie. Yeah. Not only uh, in nine years later, she would go on to make The Virgin Suicides, mm-hmm. which uh, we saw for my birthday one year. Yeah, That's goddamn good movie. <laughs> and yeah. was also in Phantom Menace the same year. <laughs> <laughs> Two crowning achievements for a person. Excellent. She was in Phantom Menace? Yeah, she doesn't have any lines, I don't think. She's in the background. That's She's like, hi! Crazy. Yeah, okay. but Virgin Suicides, very, very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was the first time I saw it on your birthday, and I was oh. like, wow, this movie is really good oh, and we very watched, sad. We watched Valley Girl first, and then mm-hmm. Virgin Suicides was after. Oh, I'm like, yeah. well, that's a big come down. Yeah, what a, what a mood. <laughs> I was, I was like, bummer. yay, how fun. And then I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was a, a weird a weird roller coaster. Yeah. What was the end of that, like Suburbia or something like that? or huh? Like, oh, I guess. The feature of those two. But then we got whiskey, and it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> we got mm-hmm. Well, there, there we have it. That was a God, Godfather. Th- that was all the Godfather. Um, I guess <laughs> if you look at it as a franchise, I agree. Like, like I like the first one a lot, and then it's just like a slow descent for Michael Corleone. Mm-hmm. But it's, and for the the series. Y- yeah, yeah I guess you're right. Um, although some people like the second one better. That's There's true. some really great like character work in like all of these movies. I think just I guess the third one's definitely just the weakest. Mm-hmm. Still like better than a lot of other movies that exist. Yeah, absolutely. Like I think even. Godfather Coda or three or whatever you want to yeah. call it is still better than like sixty percent of movies. Yeah, I think sixty percent's a good. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I don't know, there's millions of movies, so you could <laughs> yeah. do that. Like, it's a solid sixty percent. Yeah. Wow, probably better than most movies. Probably better than most movies. Yeah. Probably better Those than good odds. Transformers mm-hmm. Seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Godfather. It's sixty percent better than most <laughs> movies. <laughs> what are your ratings? Oh, rankings. My rankings. My rankings goes one, two, three. Easy peasy. Nice. What about you, Tesla? I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's fine. The first one I feel like goes better with the second one. Like if you kind of just consider it a mini yeah. series, mm-hmm. I feel like that's one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is two. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. This is definitely like just its own thing. I just think that the second one flushes out the first one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't, I don't really think that it's better because it doesn't really have like Marlon Brando in it, for example. And I feel like that's you know a big puzzle piece to this whole thing, yeah. in my opinion. So yeah. So there, Tyler. It's tough. I guess before this episode, before we talked about it, I would have said one, three, two. Mm. But wow, one, there's three, two is the worst one for you. That's well, it's it's not. Yeah, it's not. I guess. If you're if you're ranking it, that is literally the yeah. If, yeah. So I am literally saying it's the worst, worst Godfather. Of the Godfather. But it's just there's I just lose interest in a lot of the movie for some reason because Michael's just constantly just going dark down farther down and down. Yeah. But I, I also think that it. Sorry to interrupt, but I really think it no, would have been good. a better movie if they had not revealed Fredo to be the person. So like halfway, they like I don't know if you talked about this uh, in your other podcast, but like. He, you go into his like black silk lair. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a freaking vampire. Yeah. He's like, who, me? Yeah. Like, I could not have done such a thing. Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, one. <laughs> Two. <laughs> right. And I'm like, if that hadn't been there and, and like the audience had to find out at the same time Michael did that Freda didn't, I feel like it would have been way more powerful. I agree with you there. Take. Yeah. I think two's a much better film than three, but there's just something there where it, does, it feels like a postscript to one itself. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I feel like one, I didn't really need anything else, but. I really do love how much time, more time Fredo has in the second one because he's mm-hmm. like such John Cazales is such a good actor. So. Yeah, I'll go one, two, three. <laughs> go one, two, three. So I feel like that's a pretty Brilliant. common common ranking. Yeah, but there we have it, The Godfather. 
Brilliant. I mean, did you guys enjoy us covering art? <laughs> we always cover art. That's a good point. <laughs> we covered Bravo. Legally Blondes, for Pete's sake, the direct-to-DVD <laughs> that sequel. One, I listened to that one again the other day, because <laughs> <laughs> I think that one's really funny. Red, White, and Blonde? No. Oh, no. Uh, the, the, the Disney Channel spinoff called Legally Disney? Blondes that follows her two nieces mm-hmm. from London. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and she's not in it at all. Reese Witherspoon's not in it, but there's a painting of her. It looks terrifying. They, they stay at her house. Reese Witherspoon's like, Godspeed, ladies. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, I know you girls can do it. And they fundamentally, the director at least fundamentally misunderstands every single thing about what the movies are. Wow. Okay. Good That's... time. Yeah. Huh. It's very strange. But there we go. Before uh, we do our plugs, mm-hmm. we have to announce our new series. <gasps> That's right. Get the trash bag. I guess we got to get a trash can in here. There's a trash can. Go get it. It's going to be the trip. Yay! You may be going, what's the trip? <laughs> and we'll tell you next week. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. We're, we're doing the Steve Coogan, Rob Bryden, travelogue, uh, satire, comedy mm-hmm. movies. Because, I mean, we went through the darkest places in Italy, so why not us go on a cheery trip to northern northern England? And Italy, at least in the first installment. Yeah, and then Spain and Greece in yeah, the, Spain and the Greece. second one. Mm-hmm. Just going to do a nice little brisk thing, mm-hmm. especially since uh, I know pandemic is slowly letting up uh, and Trader Joe's is saying you don't need to wear your masks, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I feel like you still can't travel to Europe for Not the most yet. part. Most people can't. So yeah. uh, it'll be a little fine, fun getaway yeah, in podcast form to yeah. talk about other countries. Not to do a temporal pincher movement on ourselves, but I'm very excited for the second part of our trip episode because I I had really fun recording that one. <laughs> because you also mentioned temporal pincher movement in that episode oh, several good. times. <laughs> so it all comes full circle. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Myself. <laughs> Tessa's like, uh, what's <laughs> happening? No, I knew what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's okay. I'm talking it's about okay. the movie that saved cinema, Tessa. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll have to listen. Yeah. Yeah, so stay tuned for that. It's uh, It'll be a blast, everybody. Woohoo! Thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. We've been going out of order this time. Temporal Pinch Removal. Temporal Pinch Tessa, thank you so much for being on. My pleasure. For the best of the Godfather films. <laughs> Ciao, Bella. No, I Ciao, Bella. <laughs> Bella. <laughs> you know Bella. Or as they say at the last scene, aloha. <laughs> ohana <laughs> means family. Nobody gets left behind. Ohana means family and infinite breadsticks. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anything to plug, Tesley? Um, no. No. Make, make more pottery. Yeah. I mean, check out the pottery show, I guess, if you... <laughs> Into just like a little bit of weed and a nice relaxing show. There you I go. Hey, what about you, Connery? If you enjoy the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop role playing games, you'll probably enjoy Starship Impala. It's an actual play role playing podcast hosted by myself and four other amazing friends. You can find it on SoundCloud or on any Apple Podcast app thing. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Yay. Uh, oh, I didn't say excellent this time. Excellent. Said, you know that quote, yay, from Bill and Ted. <laughs> yay. <laughs> Follow me on Tiami Vice, or at Tiami Vice on Instagram. Um, I'm just posting pictures from this recent project I did with Phoebe Takeda, who will be on here at some point. Yay. But uh, her project, is, she made seven kimonos representing each uh, Japanese-American internment camp during World War II. Um, so go check that out. And she's... 
You can even see her kimonos in person for another couple of more weekends in San Pedro. So you can DM her if you want to go to her exhibit. Nice. But um, yeah, it was a really great project to work on. Uh, other, other than that, follow us on the franchise or at the at franchise pod <laughs> on Instagram, <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. Yes. Um, email us at the franchise podcast at gmail.com. So thanks again for everybody for listening. Stay tuned for the trip. Until next time, never forget that power wears out those that don't have it. Yeah. Actually, a pretty good quote. From that, this movie. that was a good quote, yeah. They, they also do, just when I thought that was out, they pull me back in. Yeah. That's this movie, too. We, we pulled you back into the, to the franchise. We'll pull you back in again. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>